This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Snymer. A free-for-all Friday. You're asking to hear something I don't want to say. But if I do say it, I think you ought to hear it. You got anything on your chest besides your chin, you better get it off. All right, then you asked for it. Yes, we did. So lay it on us. Free-for-all Friday means you set the tone. Here is Libby Snymer. Good afternoon and welcome to this free-for-all Friday. It is a beautiful day. Most of the things around here seem to be working, so uh, we're off to a very good start. It's a nice day for me personally. It's my wedding anniversary. I've been married to Doug for 32 years, and it's interesting This anniversary comes as we just saw some demographic information from Statistics Canada. And did you know that Canada leads the G7 in the percentage of couples that live common law? And it's mostly because of Quebec. But frankly, you know, I see the same thing in my own family. My other siblings are not legally married, so-called, but we are all having a different definition of what constitutes family. That's been going on for a very long time. It's just kind of an interesting thing. Uh, also, what I really want to talk about, I want to talk about Rogers and the fallout from Rogers and that massive outage last week and all kinds of other things that are not working properly. It seems in this country, in this province, in this city. So right after the outage, we had the industry minister calling the CEOs on the carpet. Uh, One of our panelists made a very good point. Uh, It was a closed door meeting. If it had happened in the States, they would have been, you know, had televised hearings where they had to swear an oath. The industry minister demanded that they come up with a plan to assist each other, to spell each other off if there was another outage, uh, so that people would not be deprived of critical services like 911. Imagine that. That is critical, and I have even heard a few stories of people who may have lost their lives because they did not have timely access to a telephone. And then there are businesses, businesses who lost thousands of dollars. Rogers has offered five days of internet or your service, five days of your bill as a reimbursement. Is that good enough? Really? If a business lost thousands of dollars, is that going to be good enough? And, you know, what's the fallout going to be? Uh, There's at least one class action suit in the offing. I don't know how it's going. They just announced it. Uh, So uh, there you go. Those are all big questions. And I would like to know from you, do you think that offer of compensation is good enough. Do you think so? 
Anyway, let us begin. Let me give the numbers out again before we begin. 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. Again, 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. And of course, this is the day when we talk about whatever you want to talk about, but the question that I'm asking is... Is five days of compensation, five days of your Rogers bill, a good enough reimbursement for the outage? And I especially want to hear from you if, uh, if you lost money in your business, like lots of money, or if there was another really serious inconvenience. Let us begin with James in Toronto. Hi, James. Oh, hello. Uh, f- first of all, and most importantly, happy anniversary. Thank you. Uh, um, I wanted to talk about the um, number of flights being canceled by the airlines. Mm-hmm. And I'm, the reason I brought I'm thinking of it was a couple of weeks ago on your great political panel that you have on Tuesdays, somebody mentioned that the, you know, these flights were being canceled because the airlines said they couldn't staff them. And yet they had been given quite a bit of money during COVID uh, to uh, retain employees. So there was some some questions about what has happened to that money. Yeah. And and then thinking about um, Pearson, I mean, from April to October, the second busiest runway at Pearson is under, re, you know, required rehabilitation and maintenance. So, and then I, th- then I heard that in the UK, they're canceling thousands of flights, of, of course, and the government has told them to get down to a level where you can deliver service, you know, the check-in pilots, luggage, and Heathrow has capped the number of flights daily. Well, and they've also capped, uh, if, if an, they can't sell more seats. Yes. So yes, if they absolutely. have empty seats on the flight, too bad. Absolutely. So unfortunately... It's driving, in my mind, some speculation, and I admit it's just speculation, but I see these airlines as being pretty sophisticated businesses with pretty sophisticated business modelings. They, it's possible that when they took these reservations, you know, back in January, February, their modelling told them that it might not be possible to deliver for, you know, for various reasons, but they needed the cash. And so, and this is not just a Canadian possibility, but also other countries, including the UK. So they get the cash up front. They know that perhaps they'll have to cancel, or maybe they knew already they'd have to cancel a certain number of those flights. But of course, they get the cash up front. The cash goes back. A lot of people take coupons. So I'm suspicious, but without any foundation, and I hope you can have some follow-up show about it. Was this just a business strategy back then? a cash strategy when they needed the money. You know what? It wouldn't surprise me, but uh, I have no evidence no. suggesting that that was the case. Neither do I, but I know that you usually have a lot of experts. And, uh, you know, it's worth some consideration because the airlines have been totally trying to blame the government. And I, I'm not sure that that's correct. I'm not well, sure that they are absolutely surprised now that they have to cancel these flights. Well, there's this whole business of slots, right? So six months in advance or whatever, the airport uh, gives 
the airlines slots, how many how many flights they can have in and out of the airport. Yeah. So they did not that what the airlines say is that they just assumed that they could have the number of flights that they were told they could have six, six months ago. But when the airport gave them those flights, the airport assumed that they could that the airlines could staff those flights. Well, they're they're all pointing fingers at each other. It's it's the airline staff. It's the security staff was the first. I mean, they're all pointing fingers at each other. And uh, I'm sure there is plenty of blame to go around. Yeah. So I hope you keep uh, keep uh, looking into this from, you know, I'm not saying I have nothing definitive, as you said. I'm just saying. It's worthwhile, and you, you have such great investigative shows and such great panels. I hope that we'll know thank more you. about it. Okay. Thank you thank very much. Thank you, James. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Yeah, we do. We talk to a lot of really smart people on this show, people who are plugged in and know what's happening. Um, that suggestion, you know, again, it wouldn't surprise me, but there's no evidence of that. And it had been explained, this business of getting a slot for getting a number of flights that you can take off and land from the given airport. And they just went with that. And, uh, you know, everybody was hoping for a big resurgence. They weren't planning on something of this magnitude. Let me give the numbers out again. Again, I'm asking, do you think that Roger's compensation is enough? Five days of whatever your bill is. Maybe it's a bundled bill. A lot of people do that to apparently save money. And now it's looking like maybe it's not that smart. 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. Let's go to Helen in Toronto. Hi, Helen. Hi. Go ahead. You're on the My air. My brother's in a nursing home. Uh, it's called Hill Grace Baker Central on 1 Northwestern Avenue. I went there this morning, and they're in lockdown again. They have been locked down since February of this year, and the only way a couple of them got out is if you go there. But all those people have been locked up. There's one lady, she's actually going crazy. She's crying, I want to get out, I want to get out, I want to get out. Wow. Um, Sorry, I didn't catch the name of the home. It's called the Harold and Grace Baker Center. It's on 1 Northwestern Avenue. Harold and Grace was, Baker yeah, Center. and they say they sent us a notice. I didn't get anything because I went there this morning. Now they're saying that, that six people have tested positive, mm-hmm. two on A-wing, two on B-wing, and two in retirement. When you go in the door, we have to wear a mask. We have to change our masks and put their masks on, wash your hands, go and get tested every time we go. And all the staff got tested. So how did these people get it? They haven't even been out the door. Well, you know, it is at this point so contagious that, you know, I'm not even sure that you have to ask that question. It's kind of everywhere. I know all kinds of people, people who are, you know, not frail, uh, who are in better health, who are getting it and getting sick, even though they've had three and four shots. It's just really contagious at this point. How's, how, were you able to speak to your brother? Yes, I went to see him. But you have to gown in the whole thing. Oh, okay. 
All right. Well, now I good. wanted to talk to him because he's going for eye surgery, and now they're saying they're not sure. Oh, that's that's too bad. How long has that been postponed? It's been uh, months now. We went in the winter this month, the winter this year, to see about it. Hmm. Now he has an appointment in August to see the specialist to see they can only do one eye because one is to, the other eye is no good and he can't see anything right now anyhow. Mm, that's tough. That's tough. Well, I I guess that there's that's a change you can go in when it's in lockdown because back in the earlier waves uh, you wouldn't have been able to. You would have had to wave from the window. So I guess that's an improvement. I don't think it is an improvement. If you were locked up there, these people are actually going crazy. Yeah. One lady's been there a month, and she keeps going to the door, and they're threatening her now. Really? Yes. I mean, that that should not be happening. But it is happening. Okay. Um, Anything else, Helen, that you want us to know about? Well, you're also talking about Rogers. Right. They're the worst company to ever deal with. I've had them for about a couple of years. What happened in the spring, they always have this promotion. Well, the promotion ended up in February. I called in December. So did my grandson. They gave us reference numbers, okay? I called back over and over again. February, they did not put the promotion through, telling me they put it through one day too early, and it was no good. Then the following month, they billed me again without the promotion, and the following month again without the promotion. So I said, okay, you know, this is crazy. I'm going to cut you people off because this. when I called them, they told me I want to speak to the supervisor. supervisor <laughs> Good luck with told that. Me Rogers can do what they want to do, and he would not give me his name. Yep. And now they're sending me bills. I owe them all this money, and I don't. I paid them every month what I was supposed to pay with the promotion, and they're not doing that. Okay, well, um, I don't know if they have some kind of ombudsman, but yeah, it's really, really tough if you have an issue with them. And I think, you know, that's well, I part cut them of. Off. Th- that's they told me they could do what they wanted, and I said, okay, I changed to Bill a few weeks ago, and I'm so glad I did with this other outbreak they got with Rogers. Okay, yeah. I mean, it's uh, customer service does not seem no to be. customer service with Rogers. They you, put you on hold, and they'll tell you you're next in line, and they never come to the phone at all. Uh, you know what? I have to be very honest. I'm not sure Bell is any better. It depends, like, what day you catch them on. Uh, I've had bad experiences with Bell. I I think that the, the issue is that they are near monopolies. They're oligopolies, and they do end up doing what they want. Helen, um Take good care. Thanks okay, for your thank call. You. Okay, thank you. Right. Okay. Uh, let me take another call from Jim in Pickering. Hi, Jim. Hi, Libby. Libby, I heard off the top that someone said happy anniversary. I didn't catch which anniversary this is. Uh, number 32. For the station? <laughs> no, no, for my marriage. Oh, I, oh, I see. Oh, hello. Happy anniversary, Libby. Thank you. Libby, I've got to get your opinion. I'm just trying to get insight. Here I am. I'm 75 years old. I, I worked for 42 years, but I've been retired for 18, right? So I had a doctor for 30 years, and my family did when we were working, my wife and my daughter. Now, 
for the 18 years since I've been retired, I haven't gone, right? Now I have gotten all my vaccinations at clinics. I had cataract surgery both eyes, but that was separate through an ophthalmologist. I broke my wrist. That was handled very well, which requires surgery through um, uh, the Scarborough Centenary Emergency, et cetera. You know, now when I tried to call my doctor and make an appointment, um, apparently I'm, I'm not allowed now because um, I hadn't been there for so long. And I just wonder, how can you be a patient? And there's just a couple of things I would need. I started blood pressure medication, and I need a, a doctor's note to get it, um, you know, renewed. And how, how can they just, can they do that? Is it about proprietary because I haven't been going? I, I, I'm honestly, I am not sure, but I know that there's a certain arrangement when you become a doctor's patient that yes. the doctor gets penalized if you go anywhere else to get your health care. Um, except for a specialist that they've referred to you. So and I might- haven't, Libby. I've been healthy. And that that's the funny thing. I'm healthy. And I thought I was doing a good and a responsible thing by staying out of hospitals and out of the doctor's waiting room because everybody was wearing masks and you could be this and you might have to be screened. So I, I was healthy. The way I, uh, I am, Libby, is if you're sick, you go see a doctor. If you're healthy, you go to work. But I'm retired, so I went fishing, boating, walking. That hiking, sounds pretty, that sounds pretty good. That sounds pretty good, Jim. I honestly, I don't know yeah. if the, there are policies that if you if you're dormant for a while, they you you fall off their patient roster. I would try to um, escalate that up to. I'm sure they have a, an administrator, somebody that's not not just a receptionist who's answering the phone. Um, I don't know what to tell you. Okay, um, well, it's hard I, I to get a doctor. I'm going to go to a walk-in clinic just just because I need to get that renewed. But you know what? No, I'm, I'm disappointed because I knew him very well. He knew me as a runner, as a squash player. And I worked really. I didn't get healthy by accident, Libby. And you know what? I worked really, really hard in my life. And it's just like, see you later. I'm surprised. But live and learn. Live and learn. Thanks, Thank you. Jim. Thank you. Bye-bye. Okay. Uh, let me give the numbers before we go to break. And I've been asking, is that five days that Rogers has agreed to, is that enough? And you know, there are a couple of other interesting things that we came upon. We have this great municipal panel tune into the town on Thursday. So, uh, we were talking about the fact that there were pictures City workers were caught mixing the garbage and the recycling in the same receptacle. And this is happening while, you know, city garbage cans are overflowing. The city is messy. And, uh, you know, I ran it by people are, are, you know, what about these workers? They're doing the wrong thing. And what they said is that the trash in those garbage cans is really contaminated. Uh, and that the whole idea of having a separate, you know, a separate kind of slot for recycling, well, it's public relations because there's no way that any of that recycling stuff can actually be recycled because it's all contaminated. So what do you think of that? Does that make sense to you that we have these garbage cans with a place for recycling and the city just dumps it all and sends it to a landfill? 
because really most people have not bothered to recycle properly. Uh, so the numbers to call 416-360-0740, toll free 1-866-740-4740. And we will be right back. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Snymer. When one considers the meaning of life, it is a struggle between alternative viewpoints of life itself. A free-for-all Friday. And without the ability to defend one's own viewpoint against other, perhaps more aggressive ideologies, then reasonableness and moderation could quite simply disappear. Name your topic and be as deep as you like. As long as there's a point in there somewhere. Here is Libby Snymer. Welcome back to this Free For All Friday. It is the day we talk about what you want to talk about. You know, I usually have a few things on my mind that I would like to hear from you about. And I have been asking, is five days of compensation on your bill for whatever you do with Rogers, is that enough? Does that make up for it? And are you going to give them a pass? I mean, apparently a lot of people are kind of threatening to leave and to move, but that is quite a pain. It's quite an undertaking. So how many will actually go through with it? And the other question I have about all this, so the minister called the CEO of Rogers onto the carpet closed door meeting, of course, and he has issued orders. They better figure out how to make sure that people can get service from a competitor if this happens again, and uh, as well as some other orders. And then the CRTC is investigating, and now a House of Commons committee is looking into whether they should investigate. So my other question is, do you believe the politicians will fix this? These companies are huge. Some of that has to do with the nature of our market, but they're huge. Uh, are they, in a sense, too big to fail or too big to be reined in? So do you think that any of the chest thumping on the part of our government will actually come to anything? The numbers to call... 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-744-740. And let's go to Dan in Etobicoke. Hi, Dan. Hi, Libby. How are you doing today? Fine. How are you? Fine, and uh, happy anniversary. Thank you. Go um, ahead. What, yeah, what I'm going to comment is, uh, for those folks that... Uh, Use Rogers. You have to remember that Rogers was a cable TV company, not a telephone company, and as a result, they didn't have the infrastructure uh, that, for instance, Bell and uh, a few of the others had in terms of uh, telecommunications backup, etc. If you ever been to a central office and you tour it, you'll see that there are all kinds of batteries in the basement that keep the telephone service operating. And uh, if uh, it's a long, long outage, uh, there's uh, great big diesel generators that uh, provide power as well. But the key thing is, though, that uh, some of these companies started as regulated companies, and they had to do a lot of things to guarantee service. Actually, uh, it was even measured that uh, if they... They're still regulated companies, but apparently not regulated enough. Well, they... when. When competition came, 
they backed off a lot of the stuff. For instance, uh, um, the f- phone companies under regulation uh, were measured as to how long it took them to answer a call if you called for a service or, or a, um, a repair service that was actually measured and had to be reported, and you had to answer the phone within, I think it was like three or four rings, something like that at the time. But with competition, that was backed off because they said, well... <laughs> Everybody wants competition, therefore, we'll just eliminate that stuff. So, yes, they're an oligopoly, but uh, you got to remember which ones are phone companies to begin with. And uh, Rogers, obviously, if a, if a service, a server brought down not only their uh, web, TV, Internet, and self-service, as well as internet phone service, right? Um, you got to really question what kind of an architecture they have, so... Yep, that is a very good question, Dan. Thanks very much for that. Yep. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. And, you know, I, I have to be honest. I wasn't really aware that my landline at home was Internet-based and not an old-fashioned landline, but I found that out last week. That is for sure. Okay, we continue with some reaction to Rogers. We've got Brian in Toronto. Hi, Brian. Hi, how are you? Fine. How are you? Hi, you know, pretty good. Thank you. Um, I'm concerned because I, obviously the government is making their, their statements. They're going to call for investigations. Uh, unfortunately, I don't think there's very much they're going to do. I think it's a lot of bluster. And that ultimately the telephone and the big telecommunications companies are going to do what they do. I think the only way to really remedy this is to open up the area for more competition and uh, dare I say bringing in some of these American providers we don't hear about these outages in the states as we do here hmm. um, and I I don't know how attractive it is for these Americans I know there was one that was supposed to come in changed its mind but yeah the, I agree with you there's a, a big problem here yep. and I I <clears throat> unfortunately, Agree with you that I'm. I'm not sure anything much is going to come out of this. Uh, yeah, it's a lot of lip service and a lot of talk, double talk. And, I, and for some people, five days credits okay, I suppose. But for others who lost money in business, five days works out to be what, maybe fifty dollars or something like that. Uh, I'm in sales. I, I couldn't make sales that day. I lost income much more than you know five or ten dollars. Really. But, yeah. On another note, just very quickly, I was I was very fortunate to go away on a vacation, and I came back last Thursday. And my experience at the airport, compared to what I've been hearing, was actually quite good. The airport was very efficient. Uh, my wife and I both have Nexus passes. Uh. So when we got we when we we went to the Dominican, which the Nexus pass didn't help us going there, but on the way back. Um, we were able to go from the moment the plane landed to the point we were talking when we were gathering to get our luggage. It was about 25 minutes, which is like incredible at the best of times. Well, I, I don't think that the Nexus Pass would have played there. Did you get your luggage in a reasonable amount of time? Yeah, the luggage, but you know, the, once the carousel came off, uh, well, they, they were unloading a couple of planes at the same time. But I think from the point in time that we got out of customs to that we had our luggage was about 20 or 30 minutes, which, wow. you know, is normal in my mind anyway, you know. I, uh, and, and everybody was very polite and very accommodating. And I think that they're, they're all under a lot of stress, as uh, we all know. But, you know, uh, uh, you know, thankfully we were, uh, we were lucky. We got, we got it. We got back in reasonable amount of time. Okay, 
Sounds good. Brian, lucky you. Thanks for your call. Have a great weekend. You ben, too. Have a great weekend. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay, Linda in Cambridge. Hi, Linda. Oh, hi, Libby. I'm just phoning about the Rogers, of course. Go ahead. <laughs> um, we just have, I just have our TV service with Rogers. So we're like everybody else. We didn't have any for the five days. But I have to give the devil his due. They sent a tech to the house to check everything. It was no issues. It was their problem. And they sent out a new, like the Rogers box. They did all that. We've hooked everything up. And uh, But my bell, I will never change. Bell has to stay with Bell because I had phone service and I had all that. So I don't have Internet. But I had, and then with Rogers, I had a promotion on the bill, so I phoned. I thought it's a good time to phone them, and then my bill's already gone up $5. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, I just have the Rogers, and I mean, I know it's frustrating. I was very frustrated, but in all fairness, their service for me is way better than it's ever been. Okay, well. That's just my, that's just with my opinion, and then up goes my bill. But you had a bell phone. I do have a bell phone, And you don't use the internet? No, no internet, no. Okay, well, uh, that's (laughs) why. Thank you for your call. Yep, uh, very few people can get by without using the internet for all kinds of things, including business, for payments, for Interact went down. So uh, if you're only talking, I heard from some other people that their TV worked. I I don't know how that is because... Everything in our home goes through Wi-Fi and the Internet. Uh, and again, I was pretty shocked about the landline thing. I guess I should have known. Now I know. The numbers to call, 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. Carolyn in Halliburton. Hi, Carolyn. Hi, Libby. Happy anniversary. Thank you. Uh, I just wanted to comment on the whole Rogers mess. Um, I didn't have Rogers. Uh, we have Bell, so we had no problems at all up here in Halliburton. Um, but I used to have Rogers and had nothing but problems, which is why I switched to Bell. But that's for our TV and uh, the bundle. We have a landline that is Bell, but it's a hardwired landline. So, again, no issues there. But I wanted to comment on the mobile side of things. I gave up on both Rogers and Bell about five years ago. And I have a T-Mobile phone. And uh, I pay $48 a month for unlimited talk, text, data, and long-distance calling in Canada, U.S., and Mexico. So even with the the exchange rate of $48.45, actually, a month, and with the uh, exchange rate, I pay somewhere in the mid-60s every month for this phone. Anytime I've had any sort of blips or issues, which have all been minor, I call them. There's always somebody at the end of the line. I don't have to talk to a, a voice system. And if uh, I am not happy about it, um, they give me a month's credit automatically. They've been just amazing. And I can go anywhere and get service, and I wouldn't switch to either Bell or Rogers again for my mobile service. That brings up one of the things that has come out of all of this. So a lot of us have bundled services, whether it's Rogers or Bell or Telus. So you get everything from one provider, and presumably you get a, a price break because of that. But 
now people are saying maybe that's not such a good idea. Maybe you split up your service. So if one thing goes down, the other thing works. And those hardwired telephones, as some people have had them for many, many years, uh, I don't even know. I remember we got rid of our jacks. We got rid of Bell Telephone. Uh, so I don't even know if it's an option to get it back now. Uh, they might, they might be looking into that as a quote, new area of business. But really, uh, if you, uh, and if you don't have internet, uh, I guess you don't have a lot of issues with it. That goes without saying. Okay. David in Oshawa. Hi, David. Hi, Libby. Uh, thanks for taking the call and happy anniversary. Thank you. Um, I just wanted to comment on Rogers and, I mean, in my opinion, all these big telecom companies should be broken up by the government. Um, the government's tried in the past to force, you know, more competition to come into the the system, and um, they don't seem to have any had any success in that. And um, part of the reason I say these companies should be broken up is um, a lot of companies today become terribly arrogant. Um, in that, um, like I'm almost seventy years old. Uh, I grew up in an era where there when I was young, where there actually was customer service in Canada. Now there's no customer service anywhere. I mean, you you call into uh, the customer service lines and sometimes you know, the wait periods now are like two and three hours, um, which is which shows that the companies really don't care. If they think they can actually put a system in place where people are going to wait two and three hours to be served, then they don't care about customer service. And um, the, the example, again, with this shutdown with Rogers, in my case, was um, Monday evening, I still didn't have any cell phone service, and I used Fido, which is owned by Rogers. So I finally called Rogers, and um, what it was was their system was back up, but... Um, I had to remove the SIM card from my phone because of the nature of the shutdown. Uh, I, the phone wouldn't work unless I removed the SIM card and put it back in. Now, couldn't they have put that out on the news or something, telling people to do that? Because I'm sure there were hundreds of people in a similar situation. Well, uh, I, it depends. I, it it was out there, but people didn't. Radio was working, by the way, and yeah. we were talking about this. Uh, David, okay. thanks very I, much for your call. Okay. Uh, I'm looking at the clock, and we have to take another break. Let me give the numbers out again before we go to break. 416-360-0740. Toll-free 1-866-740-4740. And we will be right back. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Snymer. A free-for-all Friday. Step up, say your piece, and we promise not to interrupt. Just be lively about it. We have a lot of listeners hanging on your every word. Here is Libby Snymer. 
Welcome back to this free-for-all Friday. We are still talking about that massive Rogers outage. And I am asking whether you believe the government will do anything about it or whether you think that compensation for five days of your bill is good enough. Uh, so far, I haven't heard from businesses that have lost like thousands of dollars up to thousands of dollars because they couldn't process any payments. Those are the people that were hardest hit from a financial point of view. And then there was the whole safety issue. If your Rogers phone went out, then uh, you couldn't call out. That means you couldn't get to 911. And 911 was out here for a while uh, itself. So let us get right to the phones. Bruce and Vaughn. Hi, Bruce. Hi, Libby. I missed the beginning. I'm not sure what anniversary I'm congratulating you. Oh, thanks. It's just my wedding anniversary. It's okay. (laughs) Great. Um, Yeah, we were out uh, actually two weeks before that. We were out for a whole weekend with Rogers, and they told us it's an area outage. Um, I'm going to be, if I can ever get through to um, billing, got to be asking for credit for that too. But they took over a smaller cable company we were with and that was always pumped and that was great, great service, and never had the problems. But back to um, coming to Canada, I don't know if this is factual or not. Uh, somebody told me that an American company tried to come in, but uh, they said, no, you've got to put all the infrastructure and you can't use the existing lines. And they said, well, forget that. There's just not enough well, yeah. business in Canada to do that. And then they get back, that gets back to your program the other day where the government hasn't done anything to break them up or force them to uh, be competitive and to upgrade the system. So it's, I don't know if you remember, uh, I think it was on Laugh in Lily Tomlin. With her, the operator, right? The oh, right. Well, oh, that was we're the uh, phone company. You got to be kidding. We're not. We do what we want. <laughs> okay. Well, yes. Uh, uh, but in this case, if you had one of those phones, it was probably working. Bruce, thanks for your call. Let's go to Lori, and Lori is near Cambridge. Lori, are you there? Hello. Hi, Hi. you're on the air. Okay, thank you for taking my call. Um, I just wanted to um, bring to your attention, um, you probably have a VoIP phone, yeah, which, which stands for Voice Over Internet Protocol. And I've been retired for three and a half years from an emergency services um, where I took the phone calls. And any time that we had a VoIP call, we didn't actually get to speak to the person having the emergency until after the telephone company provider, who's not trained to, well, maybe is now, but was not not at the time very well trained to ask the proper questions about the emergency situation that the caller is phoning about. Well, yeah, it's not VoIP, but it's it's through the internet. Okay. So what happens is, uh, through the internet, when you call 911, at least this was three and a half years ago. Things may have changed. I will admit that. Um, but three and a half years ago, you, if you called 911, you would speak to your service provider, company first, an operator, and you would, they, 
they were, they had to ask your address, your name, your phone number, what you were calling about, whether you had a fire or somebody difficulty breathing I, or I not breathing. I think things have, I'm going to stop you because I think things have changed. The one okay, thing they said that uh, there's what a previous caller was talking about, that if you take out the SIM card, you could probably reach another 911 but it would not necessarily have all your location information that would be on a cell phone. Uh, Lori, do you think the five days compensation is adequate? Well, for me, I have still a landline. Um, I have a Bell landline that was not affected at all. I actually enjoyed the rest from my cell phone, to be honest. I, I probably look at my cell phone more often than I should in a day, and I enjoyed the rest from it, to be honest. Okay. That's that's a good thing, too. Thank you for your call. So, um, yeah, we're hearing from a lot of people who have old landlines, and it turned out that that was a good thing to have last week. The numbers to call, 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. And Rudy wants to talk about the recycling. Hi, Rudy. Yes, uh- Hi, Libby, and happy anniversary. Thank you. By the way, I, I have Bell, so I had no problem doing the last <laughs> few days. But I think it's horrible that the, uh, the sanitation workers are not separating the garbage and the recycling. Uh, um, I, I suspected that for a while because from what I can see from my window on Eglinton Avenue when they're doing it, they, they seem to, to quickly grab the bins and throw them where it doesn't, they don't even seem to be looking no, where no, they're no, going. No, not, not when they pick up. Uh, we're not talking about the, the pickup at your house. We're talking about a city garbage can, right? The ones, garbage, uh, you know, yeah, the ones that I mean, are on the uh, street or in the parks. Uh, some for recycling and some for garbage. Right, right. And apparently the, pr- the problem is not necessarily the city workers. It's us because people do not put proper recycling in the recycling receptacle and it's all contaminated. Well, see, I, I don't believe it can all be contaminated. I mean, some might be. Why don't they they separate it properly and then let the let the workers and uh, at the uh, at the depots uh, go through it and, and decide which which items can be recycled? Well, which- you, but you know what? If you throw something bad in one of those receptacles, it'll it'll contaminate the whole load. It's it's not that huge in that one receptacle. That's what I've been told, and I believe that's true. And I know even at home, if I were to make a mistake, it would it would uh, uh, contaminate that whole bin full of stuff. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So it's us because people, when they're on the street, I mean, you know, <laughs> maybe it's good enough that they're actually throwing trash in a bin and not on the sidewalk. Yes. But uh, but they're not that careful. I mean, I believe that. But it's too bad. Well, then, then something's got to be done to change the system because uh, we, we're, we, we use up our time. I'm careful about recycling, and a lot of other people must be careful about separating the recycling and garbage. And, and it's, it's discouraging that we're doing this for, for nothing. A lot of it ends up in landfill, a lot of it. Uh-huh. Anyway, Rudy, thanks for your call. Thank you, Libby. Ah, gas prices. And, you know, people who are 
eligible for a carbon tax rebate should be starting to get it today. I'm wondering if anybody has received their carbon tax rebate, but let's talk to Bob in Woodstock. Hi, Bob. Hello, Libby. Love your show. Thank you. Yes, I, I, I watched a program on Prime Video about the oil companies and how over the years they've manipulated the price of oil. And I find it absolutely shocking that nothing has ever been done about this. I do believe the government has a responsibility to follow these people up. Um, they, they raise the prices as, as far as they think they can, and then they are, are they just produce less oil, or refine less oil, and that in turn drives the price up, and they still make record profits. The, the CEOs are making hundreds of millions of dollars a year. Well, I, no, I don't know about hundreds of millions, but CEOs generally are doing extremely well. Thank you very much. But gas prices, uh, supposedly, uh, they went down yesterday a lot, and they're supposed to go down yet again uh, today. As a matter of fact, and I think I, I have good timing. I think I have to fill up. So um, uh, get out and fill up your tank. It's not that it's cheap. It's like a buck. I think it's going down to around a buck 75 a liter, another two cents today. Bob, thanks for your call. Well, about five, six years ago. Uh, Let's see. Oh, I, 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 I got rid of a call by mistake. So I apologize to that caller and let us go to Christine in Mississauga. Hi, Christine. Oh, uh, hi. Hi, Libby. I love your show. Thank you. Um, I'm just calling to follow up with the lady that worked for emergency services about the voice phones. And I, too, had a land bell landline. And to save money, I canceled my $40 a month landline, went to a voice phone, paying only $5 a month. I rarely use, but I did have to sign something that said, if you do need 911, uh, you will be uh, routed through a third party um, to to get through to 911. And um, this still stands. And, in fact, um, I worked in IT. I just retired a week ago. And, oh, congratulations. Um, it's very, very true. I, didn't work, I worked on mobility phones for the region of Peel, and I spoke with the network people, and they said it is very true that if you did have a landline, you could still plug your phone in and it would work for 911. So it might be a good idea to go back to the last lines because I'm a little nervous now with having a, a VoIP phone. Uh, well, a VoIP up. phone, the, and you know, the, the Rogers home phone is not a VoIP phone. You can get to 911. Okay. But it, they were out too. It's not a VoIP yeah. phone at all. Yeah. I, and, I, yeah, so people should be careful before they, you will save money, but, um, uh, you know, uh, it, can't have a lot of phones. I mean, you want to have a cell phone, and then you have a home phone. It, it adds up. So, like everybody else, you try to save some money, but I'm going to rethink that because I'm not sure I want that kind of a. Well, it, a lot of people are going to rethink that, and we're now being told maybe it's not so smart to bundle. And oh, if right. you start getting separate services, that for sure adds up. Uh, Christine, thanks for your call. Yes, thank you very much. Bye bye. Let's go to Debbie in Guelph. Hi, Debbie. Hi there. Um, I just wanted to say, well, I do have Rogers myself um, and uh, with Ignite TV and had continued to have lots of problems until Monday night even. But my comment is um, 
even though I'm a senior, I work in the fast food industry. And we had, um, I worked uh, Friday evening, and we had all these students coming in, or young people coming in with their laptops, thinking our Wi-Fi would be working, which it was not. And, and I didn't realize why they were all there until one girl was in a panic. And she said, I have a paper. I have to submit it. I don't know what I'm going to do. And I think I'm, I'm hoping that the professors were understanding since it was, you know, nationwide. But, um, you know, I haven't really heard many people talk about, about that aspect. People think school's out, but the university's not. Yeah. Well, um, well, I, I'm sure that uh, ex- that papers and deadlines will be extended given the outage, uh, I would think. It's not a big extension, but they'd certainly be extended for a couple of days if you were supposed to submit on that day. I can't imagine that that, that would be turned down. But uh, yeah, and, and there were a lot of restaurants and fast food places and cafes that had working internet, and they did a booming business. They were crowded with people using their Wi-Fi, but on the other hand, the other people, well, they lost money. Well, we had a booming business. We were run off our feet that night. Um, I think, you know, no internet, no TV at home. Let's take the kids out for fast food. But um, it was, uh, and it was crazy, but we, we didn't have any Wi-Fi. Or, and, and then when it came back, it was sort of intermittent. You know, somebody say, oh, it's how did you How like, did you get paid? How did I get paid? Yeah. Well, if you didn't have Wi-Fi and you didn't have anything, how did you take payments at oh, the restaurant? they were taking cash or, or credit. Uh, your credit was working. Okay. Yeah, I don't understand why that works, but it was. And I heard that in other, I saw it in other places, like signs up on doorways that said, you know, cash or credit only. Okay, well, yeah. Uh, I used my credit card, so uh, I know that worked. I just assumed that that people were on some kind of system by Bell and not Rogers. No, maybe, maybe the credit card stuff all went through later. I don't know how that works, but yeah, we were accepting cash and they told, I mean, there was a sign on the door. They told people up front, um, you know, yeah. when they went to order. So, and it, we're, that didn't seem to be a problem. People were okay with that most for the most part. Okay. Well, no, almost nobody, <laughs> nobody I know carries cash. Uh, Debbie, thank you very much for your call. Bye-bye. Have a good weekend. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. That's a subject for another conversation, cash. Uh, you know, I, I know very few people who carry cash. I usually try to carry a few bucks, but um, I know a lot of people who do not, and I bet that they are possibly rethinking that now. Maybe you need just a little bit of mad money. And that is all the time we have for today. I'll be back in the chair on Tuesday. We'll talk then. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.